This is not the time to get distracted. And this is not the time to go off course. This is not the time to lose your focus. Got a word to do for the Lord. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. Another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you. I pray that you bless this broadcast, that you are anointed. God, let it be all of thee and none of me ask you to move in a special way that it might touch somebody's heart that may cause them to seek out your will, your way in their lives. And, Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus the Christ's name, I ask you to bless me that I say that and speak that which you would have me to say. I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen and amen. Well, praise God, praise the Lord. We thank God for you, you, and especially you. Amen, we do. Amen. It, it, it may not seem like it, but I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for how God have allowed me yet to be here speaking to you by way of radio. We thank God that he have blessed me in so many areas of my life. Amen. Uh, and even the more as time draws near, amen, I can see how the Lord see fit to begin to pour out blessings upon me. Now, I'm not talking about no finance. Yeah, that too. He is blessing me financially. Uh, I'm able to pay my bills. I'm able to uh, have a few dollars. Able to have a little bitty savings account, you know. So, But that's not the blessings that I'm talking about. The blessings that I'm talking about is having a mindset to want to be obedient to the Word of God. Having a mindset to want to live right. Oh, yes, yes. I'm not just talking about uh, this or that. I'm talking about to live right. Because in so many peoples in these last and evil days, we are compromising. We are just doing everything and calling it righteousness. No, ma'am, no, sir. Righteousness is obeying the word of God. That's right. Obeying the word of God. And what you mean, not 
for Brother Ware's opinion of the Word of God. No, ma'am, no, sir. Not for Sister uh, Herney. Uh, not for Sister, uh, I mean, Brother Bummel B. No, 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 no. We're talking about you that say you love God. God will come down on your level, and he will make sure that you're doing what you say you're going to do. And that's to say a thing. You know, I, I, I looked and I see the men's and women's that's confessing to know God. But God has been ruled out. We don't push them out of the thing, out of our life for our spiritual walk. No, ma'am, we have pushed them out so far that when you look at the scriptures, okay, when you look at the scriptures and you find that uh, when we look at the church today, the church is making it be about, number one, money. Number two, they can wear what they want to wear. Number three, uh, the sisters is telling men what to do. And, and, and I really don't understand how they can justify these things in the Scripture. Now, I'm not coming against nobody, but I'm coming against what I see the church. So, you know, for my topic today, I would really like to say, will the real church of Christ stand up? Will the real church of Christ stand up? Now, what, what, are, you, what are you saying, Brother Will? Well, I'm saying, will the real church stand up? I, 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 it's hard to find the real church. That, that I'm saying the real church of God or the real church of God and, and Christ, and I'm not talking about the church of God and Christ now. I'm not talking about the church of Christ. Those are names of buildings or uh, organizations. I'm not speaking about that. I want you to remove all your name for your building, remove all your church doctoring and all. And you'll see that we done got away so far from the Bible that it's not even funny. Oh, no, it's not funny the way that I'm seeing going on. I'm sorry. I'm seeing stuff going on I would never, ever believe. Now, I, I hadn't been in this a long time, but a good while. And what are you saying, Brother Ware? I've been in it long enough to see that that was a standard of people, and that this day and time, you know, I was looking at, just like everybody else, those people that was um, speaking about the uh, uh, taking over in the Middle East. I, 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 uh, capped, uh, I can't even pronounce the name right now, and it's not important. But I, I look at the TV and how they was saying at the news and how they were speaking about the Muslims do this and the Muslim do that and and these people are so dedicated in what they believe and I heard one of the newscasters interview their leader and their leader uh, they asked him said well what about how is uh, this uh, that 
And they says, uh, we're going to obey the Quran. Uh, well, what about the ladies not doing? We love our ladies. That's what it said. But as long as they carry themselves as carrying, uh, following uh, of the Quran. Now, I know we over here in America think, oh, man, that's stupid. That's crazy. And if they was over here, they would, oh, it would be nothing. But see, they have read the Quran in their way, in the way. Now, I, I'm not an expert on the Quran, no, ma'am, no, sir. Have I read it? Yes, I have. And have I read the, uh, the things that it was talked about? No different than the Bible. Even though the Quran only came 500, about 500 years after the Bible, Okay, after the Torah, it, it didn't come like people's wanted saying, well, you know, we did, did, we've been around ever since. We would like to use the scripture, uh, historical text that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, and on and on led up to Christianity, what we want to call it. But Abraham, Ishmael, uh, you know, that was Jacob's uh, brother, twin brother. And because he come from one way, uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, forgive me. That was Ishmael was the child that uh, Abraham concubine, that Abraham's wife convinced him that maybe that's how God want us to have a child which that wasn't how God wanted him to have a child. God wanted him to have the child, like he said, and he did have it later on. And Isaac was his name. So Isaac, they, they used that from Abraham, Isaac, and say that's Islam, that's uh, Christianity. But when you say Abraham, Ishmael, then you say that's Islam. And we fix it up, but but that's not really Islam, and that's not really Christianity. I know we can follow the genealogy, the line, the uh, the birth uh, line all the way back from uh, not only from Abraham, but all the way back to Adam in Christianity. When we when we read the book of Luke and the book of Matthews goes back to Abraham. So what what you saying, Brother Ware? All right, here's what I'm saying. Let's get away from all this historical doctrine. Uh, that's what I call historical doctrine, or historical, uh, uh, not sacred. What is sacred is when a man repent and be born again, born of the Spirit. Now, I know we got big debates on someone being born again. All right, you can fix it up and say change. Uh, have a new heart. Have a new mind. It's still that that person have been born again. That person have had a new uh, outlook on life. He or she no longer see things like he once he or she did. So once you give your life to Christ, then you move forward, believers, and study the word and ask God to help you in how 
you should live the word. But see, the problem is we learn certain things in the church, and you and myself and others know that the church will quiet you down. If you start running and being excited for the Lord, the next thing somebody's going to come up and say, now, wait a minute, you ain't got no business ripping and running that fast. You got to take time out. You know, the race ain't given to the swill or the wine, uh, uh, the swill, but it's given to the one that endured to the end. So they go and do that, and all of a sudden you start stopping. And then they start having you to re, uh, receive religion. And religion is terrible. Yes, religion is deadly. Religion is according to what somebody else see that you should be. Instead of allowing the word, the spirit of God, to bring forth the transformation, we decide within ourselves, well, you know, this person, yeah, they got saved, and they, they just living too fast, Brother West. Somebody need to slow them down. Somebody need to tell them it don't take all that. Well, it might have not took all that for you, but it take all that for them. I went through the same experience. I heard the same uh, uh, talk from people in the church. Well, Brother Ware, you got to you slow yourself down now. You know, you get all gun ho and, and you think this person ain't doing right. They've been out there a lot longer than you. They know what way to go. So guess what? That slow you up. And all of a sudden, you learn all the religious things. You learn religion. What is religion? Somebody concept. You get away from the word of God. You say, no, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, but when you read the word, you read it according to what you wanted to say. We can tell people, regardless of what you say or do, they're going to grab hold to it and do just what they believe that the Bible is saying. And they're not using not one scripture, not one. I, I, listen, I heard a brother just last week, as a matter of fact, uh, he in, in this city that we're going to run the crusade. I should have mentioned that. Those of you that's in South Carolina, we will be in Abbeville, South Carolina, Amen. Uh, next weekend, and I'm believing God that you, those of you in a 50 mile radius, come and be a part of this crusade. Amen. It will be a blessing. All right. I just had to throw that in since I forgot to mention it from the beginning. But let me get back to what we were saying. What I'm saying is when the enemy slows you up, he used people to slow you up. And the only thing he want to uh, sidetrack you is to make you believe that you got to win people to the church. Now, it's a certain uh, denomination. I'm not going to even call the denomination. But they believe that only 144,000 special people of them going to make it. But if they witness, if they go from door to door, knock on their door, and they possibly get a place in the kingdom. They used to teach 
that only going to make the heaven, only going to have the new earth and the new heaven is the 144,000. Now, I guess they done change after they came forth and somebody challenged them about right after they, uh, according to the, the scripture in Revelation, said that uh, I looked, I John looked, and I saw a number that no man could number. So maybe they believe now that we can be in that number. But whether they here or there, that's not what I'm trying to deal with. What I'm trying to say uh, is, will the uh, will the church, the real church, stand up in this day and time? So let me give you a scripture before I go on break and everything, and then I'll give some more scripture. But in uh, Second uh, Timothy, Second Timothy. And um, uh, it is 3 and 16. Listen what it says. All scripture, 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, uh, I mean 2 Timothy, my mind on Corinthians. Um, 2 Timothy, the third chapter, and the 16th verse says, All scripture is given inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, or for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God, who? The sinner? Nope. The man of God. Who? The church folk? Nope. Nope. The man of God may be perfect through, wait a minute, hold up. You hear people love the holocaust. Ain't nobody perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. Well, guess what? Either they believe the scripture or they don't. See, I'm not perfect in the flesh, but I'm perfect in, the, in, in Christ. Oh, yes. I'm perfect in Christ. When I come to Christ I, and, and I allow Christ to be in me and I'm in him, I'm perfect. Now, you can say what you will. You can fix it up and say, uh, if you want to see it, then so be it. Whatever you want to say. But I'm saying how I believe and I feel about this. I'm perfect in Christ. Why? Because I know what the Scriptures say. So when the Scriptures talk about that uh, giving and uh, that knowing that God has given us the Scripture, uh, and it's profitable for doctrine. Wait a minute. Doctrine? And only thing that I see people doing, and that's why we got such a division, is we use church doctrine instead of using biblical doctrine. See, if we use church doctrine, as I was getting ready to say, and the enemy didn't want me to say it, but... Thank the Lord. He blessed me to remember. I heard somebody say that my husband, the husband said, he's the first man of the church. He said, and she's the head of the church. And when I go home, now I'm the head of the household, and and she's my wife. Well, wait a minute. You can say that all you will. 
but you don't have not one in Scripture to back you up. Oh, you say, yes, I do. What Scripture? I do have a Scripture, Brother Well. I have the Scripture where I say, there's no male and female. There's no Jew or Greek. There's no, wait a minute, come on. Now, I know you're not that uh, unwise. I know that. Why, why would you say unwise, Brother Well? Well, the reason I say that you unwise for you to make that statement, for you to make that statement, you know as well as I know there is black and white, there's Jews, there's Gentile on this earth. Now, once we receive salvation, it's for any man that repent of his sin, for any man that says, I want God to forgive me. So regardless of you being a male, regardless of you being a female, regardless of you being a Jew, regardless of you being a Gentile, it salvation is for every man that repent and follow righteousness and ask Christ to forgive them for their sin and turn from their sin. That's right. Turn from your sin. You can't stay in sin and say you're obeying God. No, ma'am. No, sir. That's not the way it works. It works that you allow to become a new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus. Oh, yeah. So church doctrine is not right, but the doctrine of the Bible, it, and the definition is uh, uh, soul to the belief and by a church. The church brings forth a certain doctrine, a certain way of proving the Scripture. That doesn't necessarily make the doctrine uh, true doctrine because you got church doctrine. See, you got some church doctrines say you do uh, whatever, whatever, then you get whatever. Okay, you, well, let me go a little closer. You got some churches says, look, women shouldn't wear uh, uh, the head covering, uh, should wear the head covering. So some of the churches, not calling no name, some of them will say, oh, yeah. I believe that women should wear the head covering. So they'll go and buy a little uh, plate, plate, plate mats uh, that you put on the table, similar to that, and it's just a little round figure, but it's not covering your head. They'll say, oh, that's head covering. Now, I'm not, listen, I'm not here there to debate what you believe, I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just showing you, I, that was the quickest thing came to my mind, uh, I'm showing you how that we take Scripture out of context and put our concept in there. If it say head covering, then it means head covering. And then some go so far and say, I can't pray without my head covering. I knew people that did that. Uh, would go and find a 
sheet or something to put over their head. But then those that said that, uh, they in turn took the scripture out of context, and that's what, that's how we wind up with all this different doctrine trying to prove who is right, what is right, and how come we doing it and y'all not doing it. I'm not against that. I, I want you to understand, I'm not against those that feel that they want to do that, but it's not scriptural uh, doctrine. Let me turn back. Matter of fact, I, I, I just feel the need to go to it right quick uh, since we talk about that. I, I don't have that writing, wrote, written down or nothing, okay? Uh, it says, uh, Corinthians, the 11th chapter, and the 12th verse says, Father, as the woman is, is of the man, even so the man also is of the woman, but in all things of God. He said, judge it in yourself. It is uh, um, commonly that a woman pray unto God uncover. And it goes on to say, does, I'm reading from First Corinthians 11, chapter, and said, does not even nature itself teaches you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. But if the woman have long hair, it is the glory to her, for her hair is her given her for a covering. And listen, I'm not debating, I'm not fussing, I'm just reading, okay? So the Bible said there's, that's her covering, all right? Then it goes on, but if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the churches of God. Now, we done made a doctrine out of that. Matter of fact, I should have backed up. Uh, it says uh, to the sixth verse, if a woman be covered, uh, let her also be either be shunned, uh, but it is a shame for her for the woman to be shorn or shaven. Let her cover. So that's uh, no, it ain't. Here's the one. I should have went up a little further. Let me go up a little further. Should have read the whole thing. Every every listen. Every man that prayed. I'm in the fourth verse. Every man that praying or prophesying have his head covered. He dishonor his head. But every woman that pray or prophesy with her head uncovered, oh, she dishonor her head. For, uh, wait a minute, she dishonor her head. Uh, so here we go. If she dishonor her head and all this, they make a church doctrine out of it. You see what I'm saying? It become a church doctrine. You know why it become a church doctrine? Because somebody said you got to put one of the little things on your head, and that make your head cover. But then the scripture don't say it to have make a head covering. And then somebody else go, and we make it a big to-do out of nothing. 
Listen, I got to go on break. I'll be right back, and we're going to finish this, and I'm going to get into some more scriptures according to will the real church stand up. All right? God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. If you would like to contact Brother Ware for a speaking engagement or any other correspondence, please call 404-293-7557. Again, if you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagement, please call 404-293-7557. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. For questions and comments, we invite you to call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, let's welcome back Brother Will. Well, praise God, praise the Lord. We thank God we are back. We are back. I'm not in Atlanta this uh, week. Amen. Hopefully, we'll be back on next week. Amen. We thank God for what the Lord is doing on, on, uh, on how he's doing it. Guess what? We will be in crusade this coming weekend. So even if you can't be there, Please, please pray for us. Amen. Pray for us uh, because we are believing God to move in a special way that souls get saved, souls get delivered, and that God be glorified. Not James Ware, not nobody else, uh, not uh, Sister Robinson, nor uh, Sister uh, Griffin. Amen. Uh, None of these. Uh, James Ware, nobody but the Lord be glorified in this, okay? So please whisper a prayer, especially uh, in order for the Lord to bless us on the weekend uh, service. All right, now, and hopefully that we'll have some, I know we got one good singing group. I mean, I met this brother at a funeral. And, man, they, they showed out at the film. You hear me? They really uh, sung. Amen. But anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. And, and what I was saying, uh, my thought of today, my subject, whatever you want to call it, uh, will the real church stand up? Amen. We are falling for any and everything. It was a time that we... Uh, was willing to do things different. But now, we just like the world. Let's be real. What's the difference between you and the world? Some of you may not drink. Some of you may not smoke. Some of you may not curse. Man, and boy, this done got an epidemic uh, in cursing now. Oh, yeah. I ain't never heard so many preachers using profanity when they are 
talking to people, uh, they get upset at what the peoples are doing, and they act like it ain't nothing anymore. I never thought, I said, they must be ain't read in Ephesians, uh, the fourth chapter, the fifth chapter. They must be ain't read in Galatians, uh, uh, in the book of James. Though I can give them at least five to six scriptures, and I think you can be a babe in Christ, and you know where uh, that how can sweet water and bitter water flow from the same fountain? How can you expect to have the anointing of God when you're using profanity in the midst of the people and expect for them not to pick up on and get upset when people say, brother, sister, you are not to do that. You are not to... Uh, be using profanity, uh, that's righteous admonishment. they just admonishing you to carry yourself in a different way. But you know what? Man, people get upset with people now when you try to tell them what to do and what they cannot do in the Lord. You might say, well, Peter cursed. Yeah, but Peter was out of the will of God when he did use profanity. He sure did. Yes, he did. And yes, he told the lady, I don't even know him. But guess what? That Peter wept bitterly. He realized that I cannot be saying and doing what I'm doing. All right, let me get on back to what I was saying, the real church. The real church is not giving doctrine of the uh, uh, the scripture. We're giving doctrine of the church. We're scared to tell people about the dress code. It don't make sense. I, I, I mean, really, think about this. Don't, don't say that, brother, we're preaching against our church or this church. How it used to be a difference between holiness and unholy. It shouldn't be a person, a young lady walking in the church and getting all the carnal-minded men to watch her. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. And why are they watching her? Because of what she got on. Some of them wearing dress. The dress so tight. The dress uh, is just two sizes too small. But yet she want to wear this and say, I'm going to praise God. And she started pulling it down. Yes, the same way about pants. And I ain't talking about the men's pants. I'm talking about the women's pants. I'm talking about the pants that was made for the woman. They wearing them so tight till it's, it's, it's not righteousness. The Bible tells us to be anyway. Let me see what the Bible says about that and go back. I remember, amen, uh, in uh, Timothy. Yeah, in Timothy, the first Timothy, though, not the second one we had. First Timothy, uh, the second chapter, and uh, uh, ninth verse. Listen to what it says. In like manner, also the woman adorned themselves uh, adorn themselves in modest appearance, uh, shamefaced, it, sober, not uh, with uh, brawling 
uh, hair, braided, braided hair, you know, of, of gold. You know how they fix the hair up real flashy. Got gold apparels, costly a raven. But having, becoming a woman professing godliness because uh, because of the woman professing godliness with good works. Folks, there's no way that we're supposed to have somebody confessing godliness and showing forth, she's not showing forth good work. She's not looking. You don't know whether that woman uh, in, in is of God or not of God. And see, when you seeing that, that's not nothing to play with because you're causing somebody to stumble. I think I gave a scripture. No, I didn't. I was talking about the scriptures and, and song. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to go back to that right quick. I know you're familiar to it, but I'm going to go back to Psalm. Psalms, uh, the first first division of Psalm, okay? Not Brother Way's opinion. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's the Word of God. And I'm not trying to uh, criticize, but I'm just trying to say what's supposed to happen when Christ comes into our life. The church is not teaching that. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now you say, brother, well, how they get to be uh, talking about what you wear? Well, guess what? If you standing in the way, that man can't get saved because he's a sinner and he's focusing on you. That's a problem, my sister. And if you can't see that, then you know what? Maybe you need to pray for Brother Ware. And I'm, 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 not, I'm not being facetious. I'm being real. Maybe you need to pray for Brother Ware, eyes of understanding to come open. I know we're in a new day, as y'all want to call it. But being in a new day, you still need to hold up a standard of righteousness. You see, when we don't hold up a standard of righteousness, we open the door uh, to wrongness. And let me give you another scripture while I'm here, over here in First uh, Peter. Okay, First Peter 3 and 3. Wholesome adornment, let it not be the outward adornment, a plaiting of hair and wearing of gold and pull, pulling on a apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart is that which is not corruptible. Oh, wait a minute. Let, wait a minute. Let me go on. Even adornment of the meek and quiet spirit, which is a great, in the sight of God, a great price. Oh, so even he telling how they supposed to pre present themselves. We know, we know that some people's uh, kind of like uh, we can take anything on board. I remember I used to use Deuteronomy 22.5. I'm just going to go back there just because I'm talking about that uh, because I used to 
uh, use it out of context. I'll be honest. I didn't know any better until the Lord stopped me. But the Lord, and i tell you how he stopped me. All right, 22, uh, 5 says this. Uh, I'm, I'm not there myself. I'm somewhere close to it, but not there. Uh, I'm one page. My page seemed to be sticking on me. All right, 22, 5 says, The woman sh uh, shall not wear that which pertains unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are uh, adorned unto the Lord. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. I'm not reading right. All right. Uh, the fifth chapter, Deuteronomy 22, say, uh, The woman shall not wear that which uh, pertains unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Now, wait a minute. As I said, I'm not using, I, I use that scripture, we use that scripture, and we say a pant. Pants belong to God. Well, when that scripture was written, wasn't nobody wearing pants, okay? So I'm not trying to uh, bash someone. I'm just saying the dress code should be different now. The dress code should be different than it was when you got converted, uh, sister, brother. We should have a different outlook. We should be willing to show ourselves as a godly woman or man. Amen. But the dress code been out of the window. Even Romans, I, I thought about that one. Romans, the 12th chapter, and the first verse, and I can almost quote it to you, but I want to read it. Okay? It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, uh, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, let me go on and finish reading. Which is, which is your reasonable servant. And then it said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable. Oh, you need to prove what is good, not just good, but acceptable, able, uh, and perfect will of God. Okay, acceptable, perfect will of God. Brothers and sisters, what we are saying, I know the church is not teaching this, but shouldn't you look different when you are going just uh, out to um, whatever, and then you come to church and you're wearing the same apparel, you're not concerned about the reverence. You don't want that. Some of you do want it, but the average Person say that they're going to church to fellowship and to worship God. Now, that's what you say. But now, when they go, 
and they are not uh, doing this. Now, wait a minute. Not only is the church uh, falling down in that area, we're falling down even in our just plain old uh, music again. See, it says that uh, we remember uh, what we read. Keep that in mind. That we said in that 16, September 16, uh, uh, study to show that approval at a workman need, that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we got to divide the word, not live on church doctrine, not look at somebody else and say, you know, uh, Sally Sue is doing this, so it's no problem if I do it. Sally Sue is saying she was going to wear this or wear that, and she is still, uh, she can wear it, I can wear it. She's been in the church longer than me. No, 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 we're not talking about church doctrine believers. We are talking about how you should carry yourself at all times because you are a new creature. Now, so as it is with the music, now it was a time that we knew the difference between gospel music and uh, worldly mu music. Uh, we knew this. Why did we know this? Because gospel usually had a different beat. Not only was it a different beat, but it was a different uh, uh, thing, uh, singing, you know, because we understood. And it's hard to find a church now is singing hymns. You know, hymns used to uh, talk about the blood, talk about old rugged cross and so on. And you said, but brother, where? That music gets you uh, feel and bonded. I need something to uplift me. Again, we're talking about the flesh. Let's see what the scriptures say about the music, okay? And I'm going to give you Galatians 3 and 16. It says, let, uh, let no man therefore judge. Uh, it's only in 3.16. No, I'm in 2.16. 3.16 says, uh, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and uh, admonishing one another in songs and hymns and spiritual song uh, with grace your uh, with grace in your heart of the Lord. Wait a minute folks. Here's what we're saying. You should have that mindset to sing the grace uh, of grace that you appreciate. Listen, I don't think, uh, now I don't know, but I, I should say I don't know. I, I, I couldn't say that because uh, in 76, when I started a seven, latter part of 75 going into 76, we did not have that kind of uh, music that we have today. And wasn't nobody trying to do, yeah, you had the same thing in certain incidents that we have, that, that we have today. But it was different. What made it different? 
is that we heard something about Jesus. You say, but brother, where are you trying to keep everybody just toned down to your country belief, your concept? No, I'm not trying to tell you to follow brother where, but listen to the music today. Does it cause you to worship? I know some of it is. Some of it is real good worship. But does it call you to worship or call you to have a beat? Listen, I believe when Paul and Silas was in jail, I know you're familiar with that, and I'm going to turn to it and, and get it. When they was in jail, I don't think that Paul says, uh, we down here, boom, to the boom, to the boom, 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 and on and on, rapping this. And you say, but brother, where time change? Okay, the Bible says this, uh, 25th verse 16, 25th says, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoner heard them. I re- I'm sorry. I-, I just can't believe it was no boom to the boom to the boom, 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 and saying, oh, that's praises unto God. Well, I'm sorry. You may be right. I may be wrong. But I think that we should show forth a different mentality uh, with our music. I don't think you should have to listen real close if you don't listen real close, you ain't going to hear Jesus. You know why? Because they just got the Jesus in there at the end so you can hear something about Jesus and say, oh, but that's, that's gospel rap. Okay? Now, let's just say you like the rap. And I'm not condemning you because you say you like the rap because when I came alone, I liked the R&B. So guess what? Walter Hawkins came forth with Love Alive Avenue and gave us R&B. Now you say, well, what about that? Here's what I'm saying. That R&B wasn't nothing. It sounded good, but it wasn't nothing to deal with we getting a spiritual feel. Yes, we listened to it because we didn't want to listen to the temptation and four tops and Supremes and all them. Now that we done got converted, and and uh, what's the what's the boy? Uh, but anyway, you know what I'm talking about. We was willing to change. We was willing to make an about face. Why we was willing to make an about face? Because we had different music. We wanted to, you to know that we are listening. Now, if you blank, you ain't gonna hear Jesus. You just got to be. And they dressing like the world. They acting like the world. So what making us be different from the world? God had called this, said, come out from among you and be ye separate, says your Lord. Now, that's not Brother Ware. That's what the Scripture teaches. No, I'm not saying it's wrong for you to listen to rap. But where's your songs that's going to give you a spiritual uplift? You also need that as well, brothers and sisters, because when we get on, uh, when we get in these situations and these problems, then guess what? We're going to need something to grab hold to. In the book of James, and this is my last scripture I'm going to give you on the music thing. James, uh, 
519 says, Brethren, if any of you do error from the truth and one convinced, convict him, let him know, ah, that ain't what I want, but anyway, I'm going to read it because maybe the Lord would have me to say, yeah, convict him from the uh, truth to cover him and let him not know that he which is covered is the sin uh, from the error. For, listen now, for his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sin. Let me say this, brothers and sisters, if that person is in the wrong, uh, listen to no bop de de bop de de bop ain't going to get him right. He need to know about the blood of Jesus was shed on the cross and also he need to know this. Now, not only that, churches, you, we need to back up from the money. I know it takes money, but you take scripture out of context and tell the people that, and, and I got to finish, tell the people that it need money. I tell you, I can promise you, yes, if you go live right for God and do the right thing, the Lord will bless you with whatever you are trying to do that you feel that he led you to do it, and he will make a way. In Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, I often say this, uh, it says, ninth chapter in the sixth verse, but this I say, he that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. Now, listen, church, we need to teach people that it ain't about giving in a building all the time. It's about you giving what God say to give. He said, but he that, uh, that soweth sparingly shall reap uh, sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Uh, also, even every man according how he hath purpose in him, in your heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, not of necessity, Oh, for God loves a cheerful giver. Folks, it ain't got to be about all this money, this, this money, that. And if you ain't paying your tithe, you're going to hell. You're cursed with a curse. No, ma'am. That is not talking to the believer. And that is not talking, it's saying to the storehouse of the Lord. We're taking scriptures out of context to justify giving. Listen, in Matthew, Jesus even said that if you give, that men shall give unto you. And press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give back in your bosom. This is what you got to understand, brothers and sisters. That if you're in a church that's constantly talking about money this, money that, you need to pray and ask God, do I need to be there? Possibility that you don't even need to be there. I wish I had more time. This is the thing that I, I mean, God convicted me in coming up here, coming in here today about this, how that the church losing their way. We are, at least when the person get uh, focused on being a football, basketball player or whatever, they are going in the way. They're not deviating from that. 
They stand in that. Now, we are saints of God. We need to stand on what the Word of God is saying, not what somebody else is saying and making us feel good or making this person. We should understand it's souls in that state. You don't want to do stuff to drive people. You want to help them to get where they need to be got. And if you're not helping them, I'm sorry to say you are a hinder. Pray about it and see. We need to bring the church, the real church, back because of all this stuff. The pandemic is going on. People need to know the truth, need to be delivered. Father, I thank you. Father, I praise you. Father, I honor you in all that you're doing. Bless those that have heard what we were speaking on, God, that they might take it and accept it in their heart and that they be willing to be that example, be willing to be different. Father, we praise you. I honor you. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, we thank God for you. We would love for you to tell somebody else about the broadcast. Let us hear from you. And I promise you that it will be a blessing to Brother Ware as well, and it'll be a blessing for you because we're trying to get out the gospel. That's all we are trying to do. Not trying to say that what I'm saying all is right and everything somebody else is saying is wrong. No, ma'am, no, sir. What I am saying, that I want to obey God, and I want you to do the same. Brother Ware is saying, saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box. 232 Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232 Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina, 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 118. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for real.